You're listening to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wigand. Will you be my friend? No? Okay. <laughs> it's alright. I don't care. Hello everybody, yes, I am Richard Wigand, and this is the Some Other Useless Podcast. I think that people sometimes do care. Whether they're added as a friend or a follower, that's what the early stages of all this was. That was the purpose, to connect. Would you rather be a friend or a follower? And I don't really like the word follower, as I think that people have tried to stray, stray away from cults. It's very odd that followers became the norm in terms of who we talk to on the internet. So you're more likely to probably try to find a friend. There's only one site that started off bringing that kind of thinking into the world of adding somebody as a friend and what that would mean. Because even then, it doesn't sound like what it was supposed to be. It, it's kind of a mixture of the two. Are you adding friends that you know? Or are you adding people in hopes of becoming their friend? My experiences in social media, my friend first started a MySpace page for me. And I didn't have internet at the house at the time. So he was running everything, and I didn't know what was going on. And then when it came down to me finally having uh, access at the public library in our town, that's when I started using sites like Facebook. Didn't have Twitter at the time. It was just Facebook. That I thought, hey, I'm going to sign up with Facebook because there's a lot of people missing from MySpace. It was kind of like, those are the two. You had... Just as today, you have your Facebook versus Twitter, versus other things, but we'll narrow it down just to Facebook versus Twitter. You had Facebook versus MySpace, because because sometimes people don't like the interface. They don't like they don't like all that stuff. And MySpace was kind of like a collection of everything that you liked on your page. You had music going, you had videos embedded, your favorite things. You you list your stuff. You had your top friends. You had all, all that stuff going for it. And Facebook has this platform that just simply wants to connect you. You had to, it was for college students, it was for people in school. So you had to sign up your school right from the get-go. So I do that, and as soon as that happens, I, I'm able to search and find my fellow classmates. And then it just builds off that, that you find classmates through classmates. You're becoming friends with people that graduated a year before you, or a year after so you have all these kinds of things connecting all at once that's what facebook was at that time things like that can get easily get out of control because there are more and more and more people using the site myspace eventually kind of drifts away justin timberlake tries to revamp it but he kind of revamps it to go towards musicians which didn't really help me at all but you did have parts of MySpace that kind of were angled at filmmakers. I even met a fellow actress slash filmmaker that helped me with one of my projects, and we met, we went through MySpace. So that I, I did have some connections that were very important through MySpace. And then occasionally, you know, you talk to celebrities maybe. But nowadays, people are more talking to celebrities through Facebook and Twitter. You can actually directly send them fan mail. And it could be either negative or positive. So let's focus on the negative for a second, because that's what's taken the heat lately. The stigma that is social media, there's people who don't want to use it, and there's people who do use it, but use different forms. And obviously, if you're like somebody who says, well, I don't want to join Facebook because of this reason. I don't want to join Twitter because of this reason. I'll just stick to Pinterest, which I've never been on Pinterest. I think I've, I think I've, I've linked to Pinterest pages just to see what it looked like and I really don't understand it. I guess you pin your favorite things to a board and then people can share things. I, I really That's a lot of time to have on your hands for just crap. I don't know if you're, there's any communication involved with it. There's no... I, I don't know what the point of Pinterest is. And I guess Pinterest is still around and nobody harps on it. Of course nobody harps on it. People probably barely, barely use it. So I got started using MySpace, I started using 
Facebook a little bit, not really heavily too much, until like 2007, 2008. I started making videos, and then I started seeing how well these things are going to do, and they weren't going to do very well. And it just like, it became not worth it to me to fully put a whole lot of attention into Facebook. And I didn't really put a whole lot of attention into YouTube either. All these companies eventually own each other because you had Google that bought YouTube, Google that bought MySpace, Facebook eventually buys Instagram. Okay. Instagram, Instagram at one point was kind of my favorite platform when I was first started using it because the algorithm was so um, interesting because as soon as I post, it would randomly go to somebody. And I didn't know where they're from, but it was just it was kind of a little it was a little neat. You know, your stuff gets out there. You see the impact of putting something out there fast. You don't know why they liked it, and you probably don't know if the account's real or not. And that would be the negative side of things, of what is real and what is fake. And that, again, is going to cover the topic that I, I didn't really want to talk about, but I kind of feel like I have to because it goes with a lot of other things that I can get, probably get all undone one, one fell swoop. My experiences with social media have been different over the years. I never really put out a whole lot of personal information. Apparently a lot of people do. It's always up to the person doing it to what's going on. There's been Boston Legals about stuff like this that didn't really focus into social media, but really kind of honed in on the availability of accessing someone's personal information at the click of a button. Facebook is more like the person is putting it out there. You could put your phone number out. It's a very interesting world where if you want to ask for a girl's phone number, you're kind of asking for permission to use the number you see right in front of you. Because there are people that used to put their phone numbers on their pages, their emails, their, loca their location. Even if you don't say exactly what your location is, based off what little information you put into it, people can find a lot of things on you. And even I've done that kind of research on people in the past. And it's scary how fast you can find somebody. And I've always, I've always thought it would be really interesting if somebody did that for me. They found me in a way. So hey, yeah, I saw you from blah blah blah, and I, you know, decided to add you on Facebook. I would think that's kind of it, depending on who it is, of course. But I would kind of think it would be an interesting um, concept. But and I remember my um, half brother once showed me an app, um, Foursquare. He showed me that he checked in to where we were to let everybody know he was there. And he showed me on the screen, and there were other people in that building that also checked in using Foursquare. And that's that was odd to me, because it opens up this thing that, it, it opens up this um, connectability. This, um, you want to be somebody's friend, uh, you want to socialize with strangers. These strangers eventually become friends. I mean, that's what Facebook should be called. Strangers now friends. Uh, kind of like Stranger Things, Stranger Friends. That's what they should have called the site at the early stages of this. And then you have different things on Facebook that's like poking. You could poke people. So you have these odd, interesting gimmicks to lure people, to get people to use the site. And if they didn't use Facebook, then they had Twitter. And Twitter just became this, you know, between the two, I think Twitter's worse. But for some reason, Facebook is getting taken down more they're 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 getting hit the hardest because they're really putting a whole lot of pressure on one guy one billionaire running a company of all these employees and it's like you can't control these people you know somehow somehow he's in charge of everybody's well-being if you signed up for facebook you're in charge of your own well-being you could set you could sign up and set your thing to private you know you don't have to put out everything People want to pet out everything, and they don't really know what that's attached to. And in many ways, it's made me feel awkward about knowing some things, because I'd find out people's birthdays, and they never told me. So then all of a sudden, when I say happy birthday in person, I have this little thing in the back of my head that thinks, 
are they going to know, are they going to wonder how I knew it was their birthday? You know, just because how you come to know some of these people, that may not be so easy peasy of meeting somebody that you don't know in real life. And then you find out they have a Facebook. And then you find out information about them. But it's information that they've never actually personally told you. So we do live in a world where we can eventually kind of do research on everybody we see. Kind of like doing background checks on everybody we meet. And you'll hear that in the um, when people talk about dating. That's what they like. The first thing they like to bring up is, you know, we we check their Facebook, we check their Twitters. Your 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 companies out there will check that stuff just so they can kind of get a sense of who they're hiring. You don't think that violates some some kind of thing of freedom of speech or your rights? So people pick and choose when their rights are violated. But corporations got have to know these companies have to know who they're hiring. And some companies may look at because they're not going to like that, you know. How many how many stories have you seen where somebody goes viral for being a Karen or whatever on camera, and all of a sudden that person loses their job? It happens a lot because the company finds out and they lose their job. So that world that's that's when some things can help people. Like if somebody gets caught on camera saying something inappropriate, or you call it out what somebody is, that's that. But this whistleblower story. And, I want you to know, she's not the first whistleblower. There is another whistleblower. There is a woman named Sophie Zhang. She was a whistleblower. And she worked from 2018 to 2020. And she was like more, mostly in charge of fake engagement. You know, every time you join a platform, like, hey, I got one follower. Hey, I got two followers. And then one of those is like, not real. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna add a few more real people. And then you get more fake ones. Seems like for every five, you get more and more fake people. So I guess this other whistleblower, she was more in charge of fake engagement. Finding out how many profiles out there were fake. And Facebook did announce that they were taking down the fake pages. They, they, they try, they, you can't, Hard to believe, I guess, some things that corporations, companies say. But it's like, if you don't believe their word the first time, then you're never going to believe them. So if you hear Facebook is trying to do their best at things, and then you later find out, no, we actually have proof that you have not, Facebook did some of these things because I had people on my list that were worried about losing their names because they were actresses that had alternate names because <laughs> when they signed up with social media they signed up as a persona you know and then they wanted to ha have that page and then have their personal page so then when you get to know somebody you're not part of their real life you're part of their character life you're part of their alternate life where they want to model or act or whatever and then facebook try to crack down on those pages Make sure that nobody had doubles. But that, that that's few and far between because every once in a while I will see. I know one girl on my on my list. She has several pages. And it's mostly probably because she's had to create these things because she constantly um, loses her password. And that could be a thing. If you constantly lose your password and get locked out. Or you just want to start from scratch. And then there, there are girls who are stalked. And they can't get people to leave them alone. So they had to create other accounts. They had to cre create other identities. I know these things because I'm friends with these other identities that say this stuff. That post this stuff. So majority of stuff that you see that comes in on Facebook is mostly like people saying, if you get a friend request from me, that, yeah, that's my new page. And sometimes you, you'll you read a post that says, uh, yeah, uh, if you get a friend request from me, uh, yeah, that's not me. I've been hacked. So I guess I'm friends with some really semi-famous people who are getting hacked that have people pretending to be them. But that's what the world has turned into. It, it doesn't really matter of that kind of popularity status. Anybody can be hacked. Anybody can be duplicated. Which throws off the algorithm, which confuses Facebook. And and there's some actors, like verified people, that kind of go through that, where sometimes they're verified and they're being told that they're not. And they'll lose their verification and then some fake account that claims to be them 
has more attention than the real person. That's that kind of communication. And that's what the whistleblower, I guess, was in charge of, of trying to investigate on uh, Facebook-based political manipulations. You know, how it was that uh, they would use the networks of Facebook to configure with human names and photographs to mimic human accounts. So yeah, if you ever got a friend request from yourself, something's up. You know, something's, something's a little different there in the water. I've never had that happen to me. I do know that I, I, I remember reading this one thing that I thought was pretty clever. You know, pe sometimes people can have clever reactions to uh, social media. And I remember one guy actually did something close to what I just said. Um, I, I forget where I heard this, but there was a guy that he would add people as friends. But he would dress up as their profile picture and add them. I was like, that's, that's kind of clever, I guess. It kind of spooked you a little bit. But if he did it in a friendly way, I don't know. But it, it, it kind of was interesting. But that's that. This other Facebook whistleblower. She's not saying anything new. For one, everything that she's claimed could be anything that anybody on the platform has claimed. Except that she feels that she's a little more entitled because she, her background is she used to work at Google... Pinterest, <laughs> yeah, Pinterest, Yelp, and then all of a sudden Facebook comes to her, okay? Forever, forever what she does, Facebook goes to her. And for everybody, when they first find out, oh, there's a Facebook whistleblower, I always find out about employees that leave Google, and they're not so happy, but they never really say why they're not happy. They just always kind of say, you know, I used to work for Google. Gosh, I hate working for Google. And they never really say, why do you hate working for Google? Well, they're just not very diverse. Or they're too diverse or, or something. And they don't really give any more examples. They just kind of leave it to the imagination. And go, yeah, well, that, that sounds possible. So then when this other whistleblower comes along and says all these things that she is making these allegations against Facebook, it's nothing new. It is nothing new. The only new thing is, is this employee from 2019. She hasn't even worked there very long. You know, I had to, you know, when I first heard about the whistleblower was going to be on, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And the next day, Facebook crashed. Facebook was down, and Instagram was down, and WhatsApp, and all these things that people use to secretly do things were down. Right? That's how, they, that's how you look at it? People secretly do things only on those networks? There is no such thing as secretly doing things on Twitter. There is no such thing as secretly pinning something. Pinning subliminal messages, maybe. But there's a lot of platforms out there, and a lot of your platforms want to override what Facebook started out doing. And what, what always gets me is you have companies like Facebook and Google that have been around for so long, and you and people don't trust them. But if someone new comes along and they say, you can trust me, I might like Facebook and Google. And all of a sudden these new people are trusting this person with not as much experience as the people that you didn't trust. That's a case-by-case -case basis. I saw an interview with a guy behind Snapchat. And I don't know if he ever did any other interviews, but he's probably nervous. That light was shining on him. He was sweating. He's talking to Stephen Colbert. And, you know, Snapchat's whole platform was you post it and 24 hours it goes away. I don't want that. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. That is like, that, that's like what criminals say. That's like what, that's, that's like what, like mobsters probably say. We're going to put this out in this information and we're going to put it out for a certain amount of time and it's going to go away. It's just, it, it's, it's weird and it's strange. And then people get into, putting out naked pictures. Like, oh, I'm only going to put out a naked picture of me out for 24 hours. Oops. Oops, I have no clothes on. And you only got 24 hours. Oh, you saved it? And it gets, you, know, you get a notification. Oops, somebody, somebody saved it. Somebody saved it. Somebody screenshot it. Somebody, somebody screenshot the thing that was only going to go away for 24 hours. You know, Snapchat, you, you, you send snaps or you save the snaps or something. 
So I never got into that. I, I think that's dumb. Um, so people really, really get it on Facebook. I really think it's really dumb. Uh, because if you don't know how to use social media, don't use social media. And if you think that you know how to uh, be angry against social media, at least have a backup plan, guys. Because everything, people rely on Facebook for good things. They do. And there is some bad things out there. But there is worse things on Twitter. I mean, I never heard so much things on Twitter versus Facebook for me. I remember I would tweet out things about uh, presidential people in the past. And I'd have people tweet at me like vulgar, vulgar things. One time I made a joke about Carrie Underwood and somebody got at me. And I got that girl to delete her tweet of what she said to me. Um, but that's what that community was because that's not your friends. Twitter is not your friends. And sometimes I, I remember this little meme. It said, Twitter is Twitter is the place where you wish you were friends with those people. And Facebook was the place where you wish you weren't friends with your friends or something. It's a whole long thing. But it, it basically just got it down to, I guess, you would trust people more on Twitter than you were on Facebook. And I don't think that's true for everybody. Because there's a lot of negative things about Twitter. I mean, for years... Four years in particular, they they felt, I think they felt pigeon-held. Is the word pigeon-held? Pigeon-hold? Pigeon-held. To not do anything what the former 45 said. Because in this country, freedom of speech, okay? He can say what he wants to an extent if somehow what he says inside, incites violence... He has to kind of know the ramifications that goes into something like that. He has to know the power of his words. And I think sometimes he did know the power of his words because he knew that it was going to reach a certain number of people that he could agree with. But then it's going to reach these other people that offends or for whatever reason they just you know wish he was off the platform. So then once he, he's out, then they finally have... A way to take him down. He's suspended from all these platforms. How convenient is that? How convenient is that that we now have a whistleblower that comes forward talking about the 2020 election? Who else is not talking about the 2020 election? He's talking about it saying that Facebook is somehow responsible for January 6th. And that's why I had to talk about this loser. I'm just gonna come and say I think she's a loser. And I would like some incredible information prove that she's not. If there's going to be enough more time into investigations into Facebook, I would like to some kind of have investigations into who she is. Because it's an odd world that we live in where we don't trust these people over here. These billion dollar companies that you do get sucked into paying and that's how they become popular. Facebook never charged, so you know. But you get into these companies and then you stop trusting them and then one person comes over here and says well i got proof that there's a reason why you shouldn't have trusted them and you should trust me so here is an odd thing and i didn't even think to look her up she pops up on my twitter list the whistleblower and she already has in her bio that she's the FB whistleblower. She's, she's a whole lot of other things, but she's already got that in her bio. And from the time I looked at it, she had like 61,000 followers. And I'd like, to, I'd like to read what she said, if I can bring it up. So here is the Facebook whistleblower's Twitter account. She joined in October 2021. She has her own website. Uh, she, like I said, already is listed as the FB whistleblower. She's an advocate for public oversight of social media. Mm -hmm. She's a data scientist. And, what, oh, here, here's, here's a good one. Here's, here's, a, here's a real gem. I believe that we can do better. She believes. This is all on her. 
her first sentence she said before that was, Together we can create social media that brings out the best in us. We solve problems together. We don't solve them alone. Kind of reminds me of Loss when he says, he says we, even, we either live together or we're going to die alone. So she's a huge Loss fan maybe. She's only had four tweets. And I just think it's strange that she's created a Twitter account to get her words out there that she feels like, what, Twitter is more safe for her to say these things about Facebook? So my, my problems with her on that is, and they did, they went after her, you know, for whatever she is, they trusted enough the fact that she could come over and what she wanted to do. She comes over in 2019 and she wants to be in charge of she, she wants to be the changing face of the misinformation. If there's going to be these posts out there that spread all this negativity and hate or misinformation, she wants to be in charge of that. She wants to make sure that there is no misinformation about the COVID-19, no misinformation about politics, from further notice. So they assign her to a program called Civil Integrity. And then I guess she's told after the 2020 election... She says that Facebook kind of let things die down a little bit and wanted to disband the civil integrity and what eventually turned into the riots of January 6th. That's what she alleges. She basically says that Facebook had a plan to do what they could to control the misinformation and stop these things from happening, but because of what they did, this is what happened. There is a huge problem with that. No way. Even if the people started using Facebook to communicate with each other, it relies on the people themselves of doing these things. She's making it sound like Facebook is the one that made them do it. That's what it kind of sounds like. If you're going to go after Facebook and you're making it sound like that they're big, this, this big bad thing, you're making it sound like they did something ten times worse than the people who actually did it. Because you're making it think that Facebook allowed them to do it. Facebook didn't allow them to do it. They slipped through the cracks because they're evil. These evil people will slip through cracks in, through anywhere. It just so happens they use Facebook and WhatsApp and all these, all these secret platforms that we have out there that use encrypted ways to talk to each other. That's what we want. Did you know the government is actually working on a way to unlock the key towards that? That's stuff you don't hear about that I've, I've been wanting to talk about. A law that wanted to go behind. You ever, you ever see uh, the movie about Snowden? Which kind of takes things to a higher level of how much people can watch you. And for years people knew that they were being watched. Or you're watched in various forms. You're, you're being watched based off your location. You could turn your GPS off. But the connection could still be based off your internet. They could still know where you are. They can still know what you do when you post. If you'd like this, they're going to know you'd like that. But to come out and just think that Facebook is the downfall of it. It sounds like she's been, she was sent in there to take them down. And I don't want to give out any names, but there was somebody that got suspended from Facebook that this could hugely benefit from if Facebook went down. And would there be good if Facebook went down? Life could probably get back to normal. People would miss it. But they could probably have alternate and various other ways of getting out there. But the way that this is being executed, I do not agree with. And just like I said, there already was another whistleblower. But her information was a little bit different. This one is kind of more really, really making it sound like Facebook allowed the violence to happen. You're going to have violence. You're going to have hate. Did you know that these things are in the Constitution? That's what the Constitution is. It's violence and hate. Freedom of speech. What is that? You have your opinions. You can think good. You can think bad. That's what, when, once these social networks came into play, hence former 45 of why it took them so long to take him down, that's his freedom of speech. And you can't 
say we're going to block this person's freedom of speech without taking away somebody else's freedom of speech. But if the words that he says is going to lead to bad things, yes, someone needs to come in and do something about it. And the other thing I said about violence being in the Constitution, what do you think the Second Amendment is? It actually says in the Constitution you can you have the right to bear arms or form a militia. That's what that is. So there, there is violence in the Constitution. Just you have to go around and decide if that's good. If that, is that good violence or bad violence? All violence is bad, guys. Okay. If you're endangering people's lives, all violence is bad. Even if you want to threaten to overthrow the government, there are people. There are too many people involved. And even then, I just saw uh, an interview the other day where uh, the vice president of former forty-five is referring to January 6th as just one day in January. And he thinks that that day is being used to demean the former for, former 45's supporters. That's what it's come down to. And that stuff can't be taken down? That stuff can't be uh, muted from the public? No, let's go over here and, and take, over, take down Facebook, which was run by this nerd... That everybody just wants to say, yeah, he's a huge nerd that has all these disconnections from, you know, it's ironic that he came up with social media and came up with Facebook because you wouldn't want to be friends with somebody like this, right? That's what it is. That's what people want to break it down as. I break it down like, what if that was me? What if I ran Facebook? And people were talking about that way about me. And if things got out of hand, yes, I'd, I had to make sure that I was making the right decisions around me of all the people that were involved and if money overtook things I mean who's to say he, he said in an interview years ago that he at least wanted to by the uh, end of his death or end of his life he would give away one half of his uh, fortune away who else has ever said that so it's kind of you know a coincidence that people are wanting, really wanting to take down the guy that said that he has been trying to do his best in um, connecting people. But yeah, somewhere along the line, bad people connect to bad people. You never hear when two people were talking over the phone and they're like, Hey, we should like rob a bank this weekend. Yeah, let's rob a bank. You know other people can rob a bank? Let's get together and network and take down the... Yeah, this is that. And then people are like after AT&T and Motorola because those would be the companies that would be involved in something like that. The phones that they used, and the phone company that allowed them to talk to each other. Right? Those are billion-dollar companies making money off crimes. It's hard for me to be so in defense of Facebook, but I just don't like the way it's being handled. And I don't, I, for one thing, I don't like that she's going to get credit as the, if this does get and become something, she's what, going to get credit for doing all this? It's... She's a nobody. She's a nobody. She, for all I know, she acts like what she wanted to do what was good for the company, improve it. She thinks that she's going to join Facebook and improve them. That's a 50-50 shot right there. She's mad at the fact that they got rid of the program that she was assigned to, so she resigns. But at the same time, anything that she's ever been attached to could have easily been disbanded. You know? She's internet. She's internet companies. Yelp. Yelp could one day go away. Pinterest could one day go away. All of her jobs are made up. And she's going to what? Get responsible? She's going to get credit for being the Facebook whistleblower to take down Facebook. Or at least be what? The, the ever-going change that Facebook would try to be something new now? I just don't like that they're being blamed for the violence that they had no control over. It's people's stupidity that also that they can't control. We leave that to the people themselves. She even says that... Her, her, let's go over her allegations. Because these are very interesting. Her, her allegations against Facebook are kind of like... Anybody could have said these things. So her first thing is she feels that they've misled the public. 
and she thinks that the information they put out there about politics, about COVID-19, and hate speech, they haven't been fully transparent about all that stuff. Okay. And then she thinks that she's mis that they've misled the investors. Ah, there we go. Money. Yes, you can't have a company like Facebook, which is free for people to use, even though years ago people thought that they could get charged for using Facebook. That never happened. Let's let everybody remember that. That never happened. The investors in Facebook that have been making money over all these years, yeah, they don't want to be attached to all this negativity. Okay, that's that's understandable. So when they come forward and say, we're doing our best to fight against this, which is the only thing that you can say, and they're not believing them, or you cannot believe them and it not be true, or you could believe them and then later find out that it's not true. And then apparently she has proof that this isn't right. When Mark Zuckerberg got out there and said that they're doing their best, I guess they really weren't or something, which is astronomical in the people that are out there using Facebook. Okay. I took a screenshot of somebody that sometimes I have. Facebook is interested in me. I have people on my list now that are not, that aren't friends. Facebook to me is celebrities that don't talk to me. Some do, but a lot of them, most of them don't. But they count as my friends. There's people that are real life friends that are on there that I went to school with. There's friends that I have on there that I didn't go to school with that are on there. And it's a hit or miss whether I've met them in real life or not. Then there's the people that 100% I do not know and they are my friend. And then there are these people that I don't take them off my list because they say such the craziest things. They say the things that people don't think other people say. You know, when you have your uh, beliefs about the police and your political beliefs and your take on the virus and everything, you don't think, this stuff is getting out of hand, you know? People don't talk like that. There aren't racist people out there that talk like that. There are. I got them. I got screenshots of people. I got them. So, in many ways, I could easily work for Facebook. I could be their background checker. I would be... <laughs> I could do it. It would be boring, and it would suck. But... But it became this thing that... It it makes you want to stop. I, I wanted to stop using social media last year. Because every time I logged in, it was just such... It was, it was so negative. And I wasn't counting politics. It was just so negative of the virus talk. And everybody's feeling of everything. Because people didn't know how to react to this. And people didn't like their their rights being violated. Or whatever. And you have all these different kinds of ideas. And then this whistleblower alleges that Facebook made you see those things. And made you want to see those things to engage you and keep you on the app. You know what? who keeps you on the app? Who's, whose actual mission is to keep people on the app? It's TikTok. Okay? It's unlike anything you've ever seen. Because you could instantly have reactions to some famous people or some mid-famous people right at the drop of a hat. If, the, if How fast they, they can interact. You post a video, it can, get, it can go out there and get some hits. And it can get some likes. Or it can be filtered and not shown to everybody. If it does get out there, it gets shown to too many people. And then too many negative people get on there. And they bully people. And they troll people. And there is no fine balance. There is no, that's a really cool video. That's really great. Yeah, we all like this. It, you hardly ever see a video that people 100% agree on. It's usually they 100% agree with the opposite that the video is. If it's political, if it's virus, or whatever. TikTok does whatever they can to get people to keep using the app. Notifications is their main feature. Because everything they do is a notification. You get a follower, you get a notification. You get a response, you get a, uh, a like. You get a like to a post that you did months ago. I still get these things. And it becomes boring. And that keeps you on the app. Facebook doesn't have to keep people on there. And he and, and Mark Zuckerberg finally did come up with a statement. And whether people want to see if he's truthful or not, I can see the truthfulness. Because... It makes sense. You wouldn't want to make money on bad things. No company out there wants to make money on negative things. But guess what? 
it happens and it can reach a fine line of freedom of speech, whatever. But obviously you can't have too much violent things of people killing each other. Yes, that's 100% wrong. But I do know that signing up with Google things, like AdWords or whatever, they monitor what is being submitted. You can't just submit anything. They're not going to stand for this stuff. There are several sites that come out and say, we don't want pornographic material. We don't want violence. We don't want hate. We don't want these things. They come out and say, they don't want any of that. And that covers all the bases. People st still slip the cracks and do what they can. Your spammers. Your hackers. All these things. Like the one whistleblower said that that's what Facebook was mostly made up of. Was fake accounts. Fake accounts spreading this misinformation. Well guess what? We got another epidemic. Pandemic of stupidity in this country. And it's the people who trust outside the country more than inside the country more like if this was anything in the election if you hear that some of the countries trying to interfere in our elections we're more concerned with people inside the country and that's exactly how it is on facebook people's opinions it's people if it's fake people posting these things but the engagement is real or sometimes you can have fake engagement to boost these profiles. You know, it used to be a thing where if you liked your own status, it got out there again. I don't think that algorithm exists anymore. But I liked it. Because I could post something, they would get a little engagement. The next day, I could like it myself, and maybe a few more people see it. And it was, and it was a good thing. And I'm putting out positive stuff. I'm not putting out anything that's going to offend anybody. The people that are putting out that stuff, it's people I know. And when I was going to go back to say about the, the people that I have on my list that I watch, I watch what they post. I don't do it anymore because they're not. I'm not seeing these people's posts anymore. They're still on my list, but I'm not seeing these people. But there are people that would post really insensitive things. And on one post about the January 6th thing, I saw somebody comment on there saying that January 6th is like the beginning of what could happen, or something like that. And I took a screenshot of that and I put it on my on Twitter. And I was just like blown away by that. I was like, that's why there's this thinking. Nobody, that person that commented wasn't a fake person. That person was a friend of that person, the person that posted real local in that area so there are real local people that don't think like you there you're only seeing that stuff because people are engaging with that stuff you and i do i don't engage with that stuff i have somebody else on my list that used to be a relative and thank goodness she's no longer but when she does get political it's odd and it's sad because the different ways that people can use their their um, their microphones, you know, that, that's that's what it is. Everybody gets a everybody gets a microphone. Everybody gets their voice. Everybody can get something. Just like this, like me sitting here talking right now. This is my microphone, and this is my voice, telling you when I see these people get on their platforms and view their opinions, I see the engagement, and I see that their stuff's not getting out there very much. And the people that it's getting out there, it's getting out to the same-minded people. And if social media wants to be this ongoing fight, I don't really see... A, they're only making money on the ads. So if you're constantly using Facebook to comment on somebody's thing, I mean, they're only making money on the ads. And investors don't want to be tagged at this. And then the other thing that she says is that she has documents that prove that Facebook knew that they were harmful to teens. Now what? This is another hit or miss thing. Be in control of your own children. If there's any problem in your household that your child doesn't like Instagram and feels insecure about Instagram 
or it's harmful to their mental health or whatever, have a discussion. I remember seeing a segment where the parents in the room had no idea that their young daughters, young daughters, I forget how young they were, had thousands of followers each. They each had their own little mini fan base, and the parents didn't even know what was going on. These are the people that's in charge of our country. These are the same people that don't want to wear a mask or want to give a reason why you shouldn't wear a mask. Those are the same people that act like they want to be parents when they're not parents. I'm not a parent, and I don't claim that I am. Social media has been different for me for years. And, I, and every year I always think, I'm going to do something different. And I never do it. I never know how to go about it. And during the political years, which, because of former 45, he wants to make every year political, even when he's not in office. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a black hole I don't want to get sucked down into. I don't want to be on the positive side of it, I want to be on the negative side of it. And somehow that's just the world that we, we live in now. And Facebook isn't... Facebook isn't 100% at fault. And would I say that they are a little bit at fault? It's, it's the people. It's the people using it. It's the people at Foursquare. It's the people that use these apps that want to let everybody know where they are all the, all the time. Putting out that information. Putting out their birthdays. Their emails, all the stuff I already covered, that's people. That's not Facebook telling you to do it. Now, if you are, because you could choose not to do it. And a lot of this is probably going to hit home to a lot of people. Because they put out so much, and they feel like Facebook violated them. Watch what you do. Watch what you post. A lot of people's posts are other people's posts. Or is not original content. That's, that's the complaint on TikTok. TikTok creators want to know why they're not being paid money. Uh, TikTok's not going to pay you for remaking a video of another TikTok person that they are paying. Anybody have brains anymore? Anywhere? Whistleblower doesn't have a brain. But this, this is her way out. This is her way, her, her transition of whatever she thought she was doing. She just wanted to, what, help for the good? She joined Facebook in 2019. The worst year you could join. You could start a job at Facebook. Because you think that you're doing good. But you're right at the level where it's getting uncontrollable. I mean, all of this is uncontrollable. There's always negative things out there. That's what stopped me from tweeting so much. I watch what I tweet. Because of the responses that I would get over the years. So I have stopped doing some things. It stopped me creatively. And I, you know, I, like I said, didn't want to get down, uh, sucked down into a, a black hole. Because I didn't want to offend anybody. I, I could go on for hours, I think, talking about this, and it's just boring. Because the basis of it is, there are too many things out there. And whatever this whistleblower knows, is what we all knew. <laughs> we all knew. We all knew it. And, you know, a company makes money on you. I knew that in high school, filling out little uh, Excel things. My teacher would tell, uh, tell us, fill in these database things and all these names. These are just like when the companies buy your name and they sell it to other companies, and that's how you get spam. We knew that stuff. Everybody knows that. Internet 101, everybody knows that stuff. So everything the whistleblower is whistleblowing about is nothing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's nothing. I spent way too much time talking about nothing. Because I don't know what's I don't know what the good of this is. She's on Twitter now. She's gonna have a following. Woo! Everybody knows who she is. What about the other whistleblower? Where'd she go? So I'm gonna stop this for now because <laughs> this is a topic that I'm actually getting tired of talking about. Because it just was anything People have their opinions, and it's going to hit home more than others. I know that. But it depends on how you use social media. If you set your stuff to private, and you know where it's going, 
you're in control of the information. Facebook showing you all the racist things that you could see from people you know. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you for like confirming that I shouldn't have these people in my real life. You know, it is a it is a different filtering system. There is a positive side to Facebook where you can go, well I'm glad I know I don't know that person. Because you can have people, just as I do, you have a different opinion about them. But they have a different opinion of you. They really like you, but you may not be too sure about what they think and how they think, and you don't like the things that they post about. But they really like you. They they appreciate and support your content. So it's like, I can't turn around and do the same for you. I hope you understand this. I can't support that when you go after somebody and you bash somebody's political party, you know, whether you're in politics or not, it it all goes back to character. It, it relies on the person doing it. You've always been in charge of... And I've seen so many people post, I'm going to stop using Facebook. I only use Instagram. You know, I'm going to ban Facebook. I'm going to boycott Facebook. I'm just only going to use Instagram. Facebook is also owns Instagram. So, you know, they got their basic covered. So I'm going to leave it at that. Like I said, tired of talking about it. Um, hopefully have a new topic that'll be much more interesting. Um, this is kind of, this kind of bored me a little bit. Um, but it does make sense to talk about it on a podcast called the Some Other Useless Podcast because the whistleblower is useless. Unless we find some... Let's, let's try to put our heads together and think of something that would be really, really bad that we didn't know about Facebook. And then that's why everybody would 100% hate Facebook. Because nobody 100% hates it. You're still on it. You know? <laughs> there are bad people on Twitter that still have followers. They haven't been fully cancelled. So, <laughs> there is no such thing as being fully cancelled. People do still have fan bases. People do people do still support. Because it's like watching a train wreck. Or a car wreck. People just can't look away. That's what this is. And that kind of entertainment is being used in the wrong way. So, thank you for listening. And, um, yeah. Hopefully next time we have a better topic to talk about. Uh, this has been Richard Wiggin of the Summer Useless Podcast. Uh, subscribe if you can on Apple, Google, Anchor.fm, Spotify, and Breaker. Bye, everybody. You just listened to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wiggin. Now will you be my friend? No? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, that's, that's-